Welcome back, everybody, to a brand new episode of the Movies and Brews podcast, where we talk movies and we drink some brews. I'm Jordan, and unfortunately, Daniel cannot make it this week. However, I brought on another Daniel, and he's going to talk everything fast and furious with us today. So sit back, relax, grab a drink, unless you're behind the wheel of a car, then wait till you get home, and let's kick it into high gear and go for another ride. Cheers. All right, so joining me today, yes, like I said, Daniel cannot make it today, but fear not, I brought in another Daniel. The better Daniel, some would say. The better Daniel, I would would agree with that. (laughs) The better Daniel is here. Anyway, we are here to talk Fast 9 and pretty much just all things Fast and Furious today. Like, we're going to talk our beers and we're just going to get right into it. But yeah, welcome to the show today, Daniel. Thanks yeah. for joining. Thanks for having me. Daniel, right. out of all my friends, I would consider my Fast and Furious guy. He definitely knows this franchise pretty well. I, uh, I have... It is probably one of my favorite franchises. Excellent. So, yeah, some of you might remember Daniel. He was a guest on the Bad Boys 3 episode, if you want to go back and listen to that one. Check it out, but yeah, let's before we start talking Fast and Furious, let's uh, let's talk about what we're drinking today. We got Little Beast Brewing here, their Fogmatic New England style IPA. So yeah, I don't think I've had this before. Oh, yeah, you hear that Irish cricket sound? Here we go. Mmm, brewed here in Portland, Oregon. Mm, that's good. Got a little bit juicy, pretty juicy aftertaste to it, but yeah, that's good. Nice hoppy aroma. Mm-hmm. Nice hoppy taste. You get definitely get the citrus hops. Yeah, so today we're not going to do movie news. We're going to skip that, skip other stuff we saw this week, and we are just going to get right into it, and we are going to talk all things Fast and Furious. Fast 9, I, I can't believe we're at a ninth one already. Yeah, it, uh, it definitely seems like, looking back, it's like, man, we're, we're already there. It's crazy to think it's been 20 years, 2001, when the first one yeah. came out. So yeah, what's, what's, so what's kind of your history of this franchise? Did Were you excited for the first one 20 years ago? Uh, I was. I, I grew up working on cars constantly. I've been working on cars since I was five years old. So naturally, I've always tinkered with cars, always tried to have fast cars, enjoy driving, uh... So yeah, when the first one came out, I was I was super excited. I was like, "This is this is great. This is right up my alley." And yeah, it was it was a wonderful movie. Definitely holds that. Uh, I think it's a good movie overall, anyway. But it definitely holds that nostalgia part of my life too. It was a very pivotal part of your life. I don't know why. For some reason, I did not see this in theaters. You thought I would have gone with you to see it. I don't know why we didn't go see it. I don't know either. I, I don't I, even remember who I saw it with. I almost think I was too good for this movie at the time. <laughs> I, I hate to say it, but around that time, I was like, oh, I'm going to watch, you know, not these you know, big blockbuster films. Oh, I'm going to watch these more mature, you know, I'm going to watch these Woody Allen flicks, <laughs> you know. I'm going to watch uh, art, you know. I'm going yeah. to go back here and watch art, you know, the American beauties and things like that forget this fast times or fast times this fast and furious stuff yeah but i, I don't know my, my memory of this though is i remember 
20 years ago, my mom and I are, are coming out of the Clackamas Town Center. We're in a minivan, and we're at a, the light on the 82nd. You can take two lanes, can take a left. And I remember the kid in the uh, lane next to us is like, he looks at my mom, he's like, you want to race? And she's kind of looking, I'm like, what? Well, I, I, sorry, I just saw Fast and Furious, and I really want to race somebody right now. <laughs> so that was my memory. So he tries to race a minivan. Yeah, I mean, my mom, <laughs> it was kind of funny. My mom even, like, read the engine and attempted to, like, do something. <laughs> But yeah, of course he kicked our ass because I don't know what he was trying, but right. definitely beat a minivan. But that, that was my memory with the franchise That's right funny. there, where it all began. But yeah, then I guess I just got behind and, you know, one movie after another came out. But have you seen them all in theaters? Uh, yeah, I did see them all in theaters. I'm pretty sure the first couple I saw multiple times in theaters because back then you could go see a movie for 4 or $5. Yeah. And so it wasn't, uh, it wasn't a big deal to go see... To go see a movie two or three or four times, so I'm pretty sure the first couple I saw multiple times in theaters. That's awesome. Did you have a group of people you'd go with every time? Obviously, I wasn't a part of that group. <laughs> well, that's what I. I'm really bad at remembering who I see movies with. Uh, I would see movies with Tyler, and then I would ask Tyler if he saw like two weeks later, and ask Tyler if he had seen this movie yet. It's like, hello. And he's like, uh, we went and saw it together. Um, I, know, so, I, know, I know back in 2001, we definitely went and saw American Pie 2 yeah. together. I remember seeing I that. I remember before. that. <laughs> um, no, I don't know that the earlier ones, uh, probably our old friend Jeff. Uh, I probably saw some of them with him. Um, and then my brother is five years younger than me, so once he was older... Uh, I know that it kind of became a thing for him and I to see them together. Did you ever sneak him out to the early ones? No. I don't think... He was my dumb little brother, so I don't think I wanted to hang out with him then. But once he got a little older, then it was like, all right, I guess you can hang out with us. I guess you can go to the movies. Yeah. 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 It's fun having traditions like that. Yeah, I think with my my dad and I, our tradition is anytime there's a brand new Bond film out, Mm -hmm. we go see it. And my dad, brother, and I all have a tradition of every new Marvel movie. We go see it together. Yeah. So it's fun to have those, like, for different things. But, yeah, this I can't. I still can't believe 20 years have gone by, though. It's, just, it's really it's crazy to think about cr- that it was 20 years ago that it that the first one came out. It's, what, were you a senior in high school? Yeah. Well, depending on when it came out. Was it summer? Midsummer. Yeah, it came out right after I graduated. Okay, so then, yeah, I would have been... I would have just finished my junior finished year. Junior, almost a senior in high yeah. school. That's so crazy. <laughs> God, that's so crazy to think. 20 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it was crazy going back and watching some old um, recap videos. And, well, so, leading up to this, I actually recapped the entire franchise. So, I'd just never seen any of them. And I'm like, well, ninth one's coming out. I'm going to get caught up. So... I don't know, six, eight weeks ago, I started watching them all. And, yeah, I mean, I I skipped Tokyo Drift, but I watched them all in sequence, though. One through eight. And, yeah, it's just crazy going back, seeing, like, Paul Walker that young. Like, I remember seeing Paul Paul Walker back in the day, like... Yeah. Bar City Blues. Yeah. Another great movie, by the way. Yeah. I remember... Now, I remember we did see that together. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it's... Uh... I didn't recap any of them because I've seen uh, the eighth one. I think I've only seen twice. Um, Six and seven I've probably seen a handful of times. But one through five, 
I bet you, well, one, two, Tokyo Drift. I've probably seen those ones 20 or more times a piece. Wow. Uh, Holy shit. Four and five, I've probably seen between the 10 and 20 each range. Damn. So, well, see, when you have cable... They play these movies on cable all the time. Yeah, so that's my thing. I never had cable. And so, like, I will go, like, you know, they'll, they'll play two, four, and five all the time. And so almost every other weekend or so, you can turn the TV on, and there, one of those movies is on. And so when it's on, I just turn it on and watch it. Like, and It's one of those, no matter where it is in the film, you're like, all right, got to finish this. Yeah. And so I just turn it on and and yeah, watch it and. I guess now, if, say if I had a cable and a Bond film was on or something, I'm changing the channels and there's a Bond film. If I like, oh yeah, let's watch this. I'd probably just finish that. It's one of the more that's one of the franchises I've seen a couple times. Not not yeah. twenty times each because there's twenty five <laughs> films. So to see yeah. all of those twenty twenty p a piece, wow. That <laughs> take a little bit of time. Yeah, but okay. we're, I mean we're also talking like you know I've had cable pretty much my entire life so. You're, you're talking over the last 15 years. And I own all of... Well, I, now, courtesy to Mr. Jordan over here, I actually own the entire series. Um, but previous to that, I owned one through four, including Tokyo Drift. And so even when they weren't on cable, sometimes me and my brother would be sitting around hanging out and we'd just throw one in. Just pop one in? Yeah. So it was definitely a go-to or like a good background thing. We you know we could pick it up at any point in the movie, and know the next line sort of thing. I, I knew he needed to put it all all a collection of Blu-ray. <laughs> he needed your Blu-ray upgrade, so I got him his Blu-ray upgrade. Yeah. Little does he know though, I uh, snagged the uh, digital <laughs> code so that I could watch him. <laughs> it was a it was a birthday gift for me, but it was a gift for him as well. That's right. It's a way to do it. That's the way to do it. Yeah. I made up Porta. Put some beer in there. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and Entourage. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, this we're, we're talking Fast and Furious. We're not talking Entourage. I know. Another great series, though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, yeah, it, I still can't believe we're to nine now, though. But would you say overall they've held up in quality? Did they get better over time? Have they taken, like, dips? Um. Well... Tokyo Drift was definitely you haven't watched you still have to watch Tokyo Drift. Yeah, it seems like that one was a one off almost. Like it was spin-off. so Tokyo Drift basically it was like this Fast and Furious franchise is making good money. Uh, not all the actors are on board to make another one, but we still want to capitalize on this money. So they made Tokyo Drift. I'd have to look at the numbers. Was the second as I remember the first one was hugely popular that summer. Was the second one as big or did I it kind of lack? Don't remember. Because I'm always been curious too why they decided to go the direction of they. We follow Paul Walker's character in the second one, but why we didn't continue following Dom also? Uh, because originally a lot of the actors didn't. Dom was one of them. Vin Diesel was one of them. Just, didn't want to do another one. Just don't want to do a sequel. Yeah, and. So originally there was, I don't know if there was tension between actors or if it was money or if it was just they didn't want to do a sequel. 
I'm not really sure why. So I never Paul, actually looked Paul into Walker's it. Paul Walker's basically the only one on board. Yeah, and so that's what that's why they went that route. But in the I mean, line. I liked where his character went. You know, he he was you know he let a guy go, so he was going to be charged. So he flew to Miami. Yeah, and we have a little, nice little story out there. I yeah. mean, I I did enjoy the second one. Yeah, and uh, so I think Tokyo Drift was by far the cheesiest one of them all. Like the lines in it, the the some of the writing. Uh, I love it because it's just terribly awesome. Yeah. But it it definitely was the cheesiest one, and I would say out of the whole series, it was probably the the one that most people will like the least. Um, but I think they did a good job of evolving the series to make it so that. I mean, how many cars can you, or how many movies can you make about cars racing? Right. Like, there's not a whole lot of place to go with that. So I think they did a good job of. It would feel very evolving. Yeah. Cycled and cycled, repetitive, and it would get boring real fast. And so they they evolved the whole series and they made it so that, you know, each one was a little bit different and you still had the fast cars and you have the staple cars, which I don't know if you picked up on that. Uh, when you're watching them, uh, dodges. It, well, so uh, Dom always drives a Challenger. Not always, but mostly drives a Challenger, and Brian always drives a Skyline. Um, after the first one, the first one he drove the Eclipse, and then he had the Supra. But then after, in the second one, he started driving the Skylines, and then after that, every car that he had was a, some version of a Skyline. Um, and so I like that they stayed with that, you know, they picked their certain type of car and you even hear, uh, when Brian's kid is playing with one of the cars, um, he's playing with a challenger and then, uh, Brian says, Oh, we're going to have to get you a skyline. And then Dom and Brian have kind of a back and forth about, you know, Oh no, he he's gonna be a Challenger guy versus he's gonna be a Skyline guy, and then you know, you know, well he's got some Toretto in him, so, uh, so I like that aspect of it. But yeah, I, I yeah, overall I think that they did a good job of evolving and making each movie its own and and have its own basis, its own story while maintaining the overall story it becomes the the series becomes less about street racing and more about values and and family and the team you put around you um yeah so i think i think that they i think they're all good i think i'm not the right person to ask if the sequels were better than the original because i like them all but I, I think that yeah I, I guess for me watching them over the last couple months I definitely I you know I definitely think I saw a little bit increase you know the if some if a sequel can stand on the shoulders of the one that came before it and continue the story and broaden it and make it better I mean I consider that a win even if it doesn't excel the one before but if it at least be on par I consider that a win yeah and I'd say overall um Two was still pretty fine. Same with four. I think five is where it really takes off. But 
that's where we kind of see the characters evolve more and some more character arc. I mean, I definitely think overall Brian is the character that had the best arc. Yeah. But yeah, overall, I think you continually start. You, you definitely raised the stakes, or everything just went up in quality yeah. with number five. I thought six and seven, I thought were great too. Yeah. I do think we took a little a dip with eight though. I think eight was hard because just everything that that happened while filming eight. I think that took away from some of everything, or not while filming 8, but while filming 7, and then going into 8, I think it was with with Paul Walker passing away, I think that it was a, it was an arc that they weren't ready for, right? and so they, they didn't quite know exactly what to do with it. I think they did a good job of how they handled it. But yeah, I do. I do agree that eight. And again, I eight is the one that I've seen the least. Right. Well, I guess technically nine is now, but uh, yeah. <laughs> but of the first eight, eight is the one that I've seen the least. So I'm not overly familiar with eight. Um, I mean, it's it's kind of fun. You can see kind of where the writers struggle a little bit. It's like, okay, I mean, we've evolved this these main characters this much. A couple of them have died in the process. Like we lost Han. Um, Gal Gadot's character was Giselle. Giselle, we lost her, but yeah, we kept. I, and I actually gotta say, at the end of seven, I love that ending so much. I thought that was a great ending. I mean, if they stopped the series, oh, it was amazing. Excuse me, if they stopped the series there, I would have been pretty satisfied. Yeah, great ending though. Great homage to the character. Yeah, or wait, is that the right word? Uh, yeah, I think so. Something I thought, like that thought that was great um that song at the end oh my god i was like uh, if i had oh, actually yeah. if i had been watching these in in in, oh, in no, order I, in theaters or well, that time that song came on and the you know knowing paul walker died a year beforehand when that song was going i would have been like Boo! <laughs> oh yeah no when i was in the theater back in 2015 that one came out in 2015 yep okay so when i yeah so i went i remember that one I saw that one with my aunt and my cousin, and I remember sitting there in the theater, and my aunt was sitting next to me, and she was crying, and I was tearing up. It was a very, it was a very emotional thing. When, when I heard the news in real life that Paul Walker had passed away, I was like not physically sad like I didn't cry but I was like genuinely sad like he like you said Varsity Blues and then into the Fast and Furious movies like those are that's like he's been a, an actor I'm trying to think what else he was in because I know I saw him in other stuff yeah there was one before Varsity Blues and I can't think of what it was um, but you know that's an actor that I've I've literally watched since I was a kid and then, and knowing he wasn't going to be around for the next one, like, it, it made me legitimately sad. And so, when I was in the movie, and then, yeah, like you said, they did such a good job of the song at the end of Seven, and the way they did it, and the way that they, yeah. the way that they, you know, spent, or sent the two cars off by themselves, or, you know, in their own directions, like, it was just... It, it, yeah, it it pulled on the heartstrings a little bit. Oh, just a little. I mean, that song too. Like, uh, what was it called? See you again or something yeah. like that. Wiz Khalifa, I think. 
Yeah. God, that was good. Yeah. Yeah. Now, it, I mean, I, I got a little touchy, a little touchy moment there, just watching it like in pretty tight sequence. If I yeah. that spread out over, because things, especially when you've been with them, seen them over and over too. Yeah. Over time, time always adds to that emotion. Mm-hmm. When you're, you know, it's one thing to watch. You know, if you've never seen Friends, it's one thing to watch all ten seasons, ten months. You'll still have a little bit of emotion towards the end there, but it's not the same as if you've been with the characters for ten years. Right. Not the same at all. Yeah. Uh, watching, speaking of that, little side tangent here, did you watch the Friends reunion special on HBO? Still haven't yet. Uh, that that got me a couple of times. I watched that a few weeks ago, and that, yeah, that, that got me a couple of times. I told myself I'm not going to watch it till I see the Fresh Prince one first. Yeah. I haven't seen that one. But yeah, I'm going to... I'll watch it eventually. I'm watch, yeah. I, uh, I've been watching... I watched Friends, though, while I was building my apartments, though. <laughs> building nice. my friend's apartments. I was... Nice. Uh, that's building out of Lego, by the way, if anybody's listening, wondering <laughs> what that is. Yes, I bought that friend's apartment set, and that was a fun build. <laughs> I remember hearing about his passing and I mean I knew I someone that follows movies and sometimes production a little bit I knew they were only halfway done filming with him and it's like shoot what because I had it was huge news I mean everybody heard about Paul Walker passing right. you heard about production getting shut down I mean they had to go do rewrites like whoa, right. what what are we gonna do now and I, I didn't so I didn't know this I had just assumed that they killed off his character so when I'm watching seven I'm just waiting for him to get killed off at some yeah. point there was well, and you you text me after six, I think, after you watched six, and you said, I'm interested to see what they do with this character, because I know the next one is the one where he died in the middle of filming, and so I'm interested to see how they kill off his character, and I just didn't respond. <laughs> I just didn't text you back at all. I was like, yep, I'm just going to set my phone down and leave that one alone. Because I wanted you to be as surprised as I was. everybody else I, was. I kept waiting. Like, There's all these moments happening. I'm like, oh, is this his battle, a fight with this guy? Is this going to yeah. be it? Is this going to be it? Over here, over here. Yeah. I just kept waiting. And then when he doesn't, and you get that sweet moment at the end on the beach with him and, and uh, Mia, I was like, "Yeah, oh, shit. I mean, I'm still at that point, that point just waiting for. Um, do, do, do you <laughs> yeah. see? Yeah. I I have I have goosebumps, goosebumps. on both of my arms, <laughs> the entire length of my arms right now. That's fine. <laughs> but yeah, no, I was still like, wait, they don't kill him off. I mean, I'm just still because before they show the, him racing at the end with uh, Dom, yeah. I was like, is a meteor going to come down and crush him? <laughs> like, what's going to happen? <laughs> like, something's got to happen. Yeah, but they, what a touching moment with him and me and Jack on the beach. I yeah. thought that was great. The song starts, then they yeah them racing and oh, also I don't know so if touching. you if you picked up on it, but Dom's father, his name is Jack. I uh, did, did not pick up on that. And so Brian and Mia's son is named Jack. So he's named after Mia's father. Okay, Mia and Dom. Um. But yeah, I I was overall I was really happy with how they handled his character and I think it does his character more justice the way that they kind of wrote him out of the the series, I guess, but not really cuz they still mention him. Mhm. Um but it does his character justice, I think, 
in in the sense of rather than just killing him off, he was the main he was the main character of all of these movies minus Tokyo Drift. Um, and so it it just there's there's a sense of like they they kind of just put him up on a pedestal. They kind of just you know it's it's when the when the all-star athlete John Elway, okay, football. When they when the all-star athlete gets to win the Super Bowl two years in a row and then retire. Like it, it, they just go out on top. And so I feel like that was such a better way for me. That felt like such a better way to handle that character as opposed to killing him off yeah, somehow. No, I, I think so as well. I cuz I guess I just assumed they would just do that. Well, and that's what I assumed as well. But yeah, so for them to, because I, I know they do rewrites, so I, I guess I figured since I heard about so many rewrites that their whole thing was, well, he was obviously going to survive because we wanted him for the next one. Now the actor's dead, so, because when I, yeah, because it was like months off, the production went on halt, halt for months. Yeah. So I figured, well, maybe they're trying to find a clever way to work a death into the story. Yeah. So I was just, that's what I expected. I yeah. didn't. Well, well, and, and when I went in, that's why I didn't say anything when you text me that. Because when I went in to go watch Seven, I thought the same thing. I hadn't read anything about it. I hadn't seen anything about it. I try to avoid that kind of stuff when I go see movies. So I just went in expecting that somehow at the end of the movie or towards the end of the movie, they were going to kill him off and there was going to be this big memorial scene ending in remembrance of him or whatever in the movie where all the characters were mourning him. And yeah, so when they didn't do that, I was I was wonderfully shocked. Yeah, that was pretty good stuff. I yeah, that surprised me. But yeah, so let's let's move on here. Let's talk the new one here, Fast Nine. Fast Nine, written by Daniel Casey and Justin Lin, directed by Justin Lin, starring. We've got quite the cast here for this one. Starring the talent of Vin Diesel, Michelle Rodriguez, Jordana Brewster. Tyrese Gibson, Ludacris, Natalie Emanuel, Charlize Theron, John Cena, Sung Kang, Anna, I think, Sawi, Sawi, Helen Mirren, Kurt Russell. Yeah, what a, and some guy whose name I can't pronounce plays Otto. (laughs) (laughs) We We both looked at that name for about four or five minutes and neither one of us could quite figure it out like we'll just call him the actor that plays auto the guy that plays (laughs) auto so yeah so after eight stories continuous box office success and a year delay the franchise revolving around fast cars high octane getting sprayed with bullets and somehow never getting hit and most importantly family returns dom and team are back for their most over-the-top mission yet so we have fast nine so Going into this one, were you excited about another one? Uh, did you watch the previews? Were, were uh, are you kind of bored of the franchise by now? Oh uh, no, I'm not bored of it. They they could make fifty of these things, and I'll keep going to see them. Um, I only saw a couple previews just within the last couple weeks. I did pretty good. I don't. I actually don't have cable right now for the first time in twenty plus years. Uh, so I actually haven't seen a whole lot of previews, and I, then I actually remember. Uh, so you were looking forward to it, right? Obviously, coming yes, out. So it yes. was slated to come out last summer. I remember walking into your work and breaking the news to you that I got pushed back an entire year. I was really sad. <laughs> I was like, wait. Well, and so for the last couple 
uh, Fast and Furious is. Uh, obviously, Jordan hasn't gone with me, but uh, me and our other friend Tyler will go and see them. And so I think that we had already talked about plans to go see it. And then, yeah, you told me that. And then I text him. And so we were both really bummed, like, you know, with everything going on this last year. You know, it's like, hey, I got some. I know things are going bad, but I got some even worse news (laughs) for you. Fast and Furious 9 is pushed away. But yeah, I was I was extremely excited about it. And well, if it makes you feel better, I've, I had to wait not only a year, but over a year now for Top Gun Maverick. <laughs> it's now and, become my most anticipated movie two years in a row because I keep pushing <laughs> it back. And we didn't even get a Top Gun tra- uh, trailer oh, that on this worst. one. That was the worst. <laughs> Fucking bad trailers for this movie. <laughs> And I'm like, all right, at least play a Maverick trailer, or there we're, we're promised a new Jurassic World trailer, and that didn't happen, so I'm yeah. not, not sure why, but yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I was I was excited about it, and I have recently moved to a very tiny town in northeastern Washington, a town of about 200 people. Yeah, can you get away with driving fast <laughs> in that town? Uh, for the most part. I mean, the speed limit on the main road going through is 55 anyway so it's it's pretty nice but yeah i typically cruise around at 65 ish uh you just got around sunset you gotta watch out for deer (laughs) there's there's a ton of deer up there yeah except for the time dad hit that deer yeah, looks looks like it's just a ding. Uh, you know, there's, there's no reason to get the insurance companies involved. Well, you know, I should still take down your information, though. Really? Because would... you know, you you could probably just buff that out. I mean, yeah, but no, I really I would really feel better if I got your information. Um, but yeah, so I just moved. So when I heard that it was coming out again in June, I was like, oh man, who am I gonna go see this movie with? I just moved up here. Nobody up here wants to see. The... I don't hardly know anybody up here. I barely get phone reception, so I can't use Tinder very well. Seriously. Uh, So, I have to stand in certain spots. I can't stand and talk to people on the phone in certain areas because I don't have service in those areas. (laughs) Um, So, it ended up that I was planning to come down this weekend, or this Sunday through Wednesday, Thursday, this week... Because uh, my baby sister's turning 21, so I had planned to come so down for her birthday to go out for her birthday. And then I was telling Jordan, and he was like, hey, uh, Fast and Furious comes out on the 25th. Like, let's go. And I'm like, well, there we go. My problems are solved. Now I have people to go see it with. Hell yeah. So... And we had triple digits this last weekend, 110, 115 degrees, so escaping for two and a half, three hours to an air-conditioned theater felt amazing. Yes. Uh, Amazing. I've looked up some facts on the weather. Previous hottest temperature ever in Portland history, 108 degrees, and we hit, or no, 107 degrees, sorry. 107 degrees, we hit it in 1966, and we hit it in 1985. Wow. Aside from that, Saturday, or was it Saturday? Sunday. Sunday. Sunday was was the 27th of June. Uh, Sunday was 108 here, so that beat the record. 
And then Monday said, here, hold my beer. And kicked it up to 115. Yeah, I thought we were in Vegas for a second. (laughs) So the new high temperature in Portland is 115 degrees. It's the hottest temperature ever recorded in Oregon. No, thank you. In the history of recording temperatures in Oregon. What a weekend. But yeah, so needless to say, and this theater had good air conditioning too. Yeah, it was was nice. Lounge seats, it, it was nice escape for a while. Yes, I agree. Felt amazing. Yeah, I gotta say overall, so um, I guess my general thoughts on this one, so I've seen, now I'm caught up, I've seen all the first eight, now this one, I gotta say this was not one of my favorite ones of the franchise. Um, while it was still entertaining and and expanded the story a little bit, it just, there just seemed like something missing, everything was over the top, I mean, they... With a franchise like this where it's built on stunts, you got to try to outdo the, the last one. I get that. But this one just got to a point of just ridiculousness, if anything else. So, but there are still some fun moments. Um, we, we see some, we'll get into spoilers down the road. We see some uh, unexpected turns here. Well, yeah. maybe the trailers gave it away. They give away everything these days, so who knows. <laughs> so, um, I, I will say on... The ridiculousness side of it, I definitely agree. Uh, there was some moments where it was just over the top, and I was <laughs> like, "It's just like physics doesn't work like that." Like, no. like this, this just doesn't. It doesn't work like that. So there was definitely some of that, but I think there's been some of that in the last couple of them, seven and eight for sure. Uh, all, all of them have their moments for sure, but this just seemed so far fetched, over the top in a lot of areas. Now, don't get me wrong, there's still some fun moments. Like, we had some really good flashbacks that we'll get into in this one, and I really enjoyed those. Yeah. I, I definitely appreciate how much they expanded our understanding of the origin in this one. Mm hmm. more <laughs> no, I don't. Yeah. Well, yeah well, I say one one thing I enjoyed uh Jordan or excuse me <clears throat> Jordana Brewster returned and I enjoyed seeing her again that was fun uh I, I don't know if they did as much as I wanted with her character for bringing her back I think she could have done a little more but uh, she was, it was still fun seeing her again though uh as far as as of right now as far as story goes Brian is still alive. And, but she just decided to come because, well, I mean, I guess, did they give him away? I think everybody knows this at this point. I don't really think it is a spoiler. Dom has a brother. So, according to the trailer, I didn't know that. That was news to me when, and like I said, I didn't see too many trailers. I saw the little quick 15 second trailers that they would throw on random YouTube videos. Right. And that was all I saw. <clears throat> all I saw. So, I didn't know... I knew John Cena was in the movie, but I didn't know how he was tied in. Okay. Um, so, I don't know if that's common knowledge. I think it was. We'll, we'll go into spoilers anyway. So, yeah, from this point on, we are talking everything spoilers. I assume everybody listening has seen the movie. So, yeah, anything from this point on, though, is going to be spoilers. So, yes, John Cena's in the movie, and we find out... So, if you don't want to hear the spoilers... Turn it off, go watch a movie, and come back. That's right. Hit pause and come back. 
Yeah, I mean, it's kind of funny because, yeah, what's the lesson in every single movie? Nothing's more important than family. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't mention a brother that he has. But, however, the flashbacks give kind of good reason to why he hasn't right. brought up his brother ever, at least to us, the audience. I mean, I'm sure the uh, characters know. Well, and so, well, I, I, I mean, was, obviously Mia knows. Right. Uh, I don't think the other characters do know. I don't think anybody, I think that's something that Dom and Mia have kept close to the vest. I think that that's something that nobody else knows about. That's like a dark history in their past that they didn't that they don't talk about. Mia doesn't talk about it because she doesn't want she doesn't want Dom to know that she actually kept in touch with him. But in the very first one when Dom tells Brian why he was in prison. They're they're discussing records and, you know, uh, prison records and what time they've done and why um, and Dom tells him that he did two years in law punk. And he said, you know, he tells him why. He says that this guy, my dad was in a race, come around the last corner. And he, this guy spun him out, put him into the wall. And the tanks blew and he was dead. And then he saw that same guy a week later. And he had a wrench in his hand. And he's like, I didn't intend on, I, I didn't intend to keep hitting him, but by the time somebody pulled me off of him, I couldn't lift my arm. And now that guy is a janitor at a school and he has to take the bus to work because he has brain damage. So, and then they banned Dom from the tracks for life, which is why Dom street races. So what you don't get in that first explanation is the fact that his brother was about to do that exact thing. He was about to beat him with the wrench. And then Dom stepped in to save his little brother from it and then ended up beating the guy with the wrench himself. So you don't get any of that. And you don't get the the fact that the little brother looked up to Dom. The you know you don't you don't get any of that, mm-hmm. and so to see that, and then to see that Dom found out that it was actually, or Dom had known at that point that it was actually his little brother that caused his dad to die, that caused the car to explode. To to see all of that was super awesome for me as somebody who's been with this franchise for twenty years. It was really great to see all of that backstory and all those in the flashbacks and stuff and and all of that explanation. Yeah, for me, that someone that's only a couple months into the franchise, I, I guess it's almost thing. I could, you could almost take or leave it. I get this important, but yeah, I could see how somebody that's been with the franchise for twenty years, how more impactful that would have been. Yeah, it's not that I didn't like it; it just wasn't as impactful. Somebody that's fresh to the franchise versus somebody that's been with it since the beginning. Yeah, and yeah, I mean, there's they did some good flashbacks all throughout. And I I really enjoyed watching those. Well, and yeah, and then like I said, I did up to this point, I didn't know that he had a brother. I didn't know he existed. You know, nobody in the franchise did, I don't think, uh, unless you looked into the new movie or the the trailers or you watched the extended trailers, things like that, maybe. But... Yeah, I think I heard somewhere they gave it away. Like, which they shouldn't... I don't know, I hate trailers nowadays. Usually, usually like, a two and a half minute trailer, which is the average cut. 
I turn it off after a minute because I know more is coming that I don't want to see. Right. Like, I remember seeing, just a quick example, Palm Springs was one of my favorite movies last year. Great, funny movie. I went back and watched the trailer afterwards, and they gave away some of the best jokes in the trailer. I would have yeah. been pissed if I had seen the trailer beforehand. I don't I don't know. Like, I get you want to make people come see the movie, but there's got to be a the limit. The whole story, though? Yeah. Like, we saw that M. Night Shyamalan trailer beforehand, and I feel like we saw everything. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I agree. There was and, a couple of trailers before the movie where I'm like, well, I guess I don't want to see that. <laughs> Jungle Cruise, even. I'm like, well, yeah. saw that whole movie. Right. In the well, and, that's, and then that's a Disney movie, too, so you you know how it's going to end. Like, So, yeah. Anyway, yeah, we can rant but, about trailers another time. <laughs> but, yeah, so I very much appreciate it. As somebody who's been with this franchise for 20 years... I've been with this franchise longer in my lifetime than I haven't been with this franchise. Well, there's a, 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 there's a fact wow. for you. <laughs> I, I guess I could say that about... Because I watched the first one when I was 17. And, yeah. So I've, I've been watching crazy. it for 20 years. So I've been watching it longer than I haven't. Damn. Um, so that backstory and that explanation and, and the knowing... Knowing how much Dom values his family and values the people around him and how ingrained in him that is, to see him go through that with his brother, you just, you you look at that and you're like, it's just got to be like this, such a strong inner struggle for him to be like, family is everything to me. But you did some stuff that I don't want around me, so you need to be gone. Like, and I, I put myself in that shoes, and and that's. I don't. I don't think it's because of this movie. I haven't really ever thought about that, but family is my number one thing, and it's been that way my entire life, as far as I can remember. So I don't think it's necessarily because of the movie. I think maybe that's part of the reason why I gravitate to the movie so strongly <laughs> but Damn. I can put myself in his shoes and and think like how hard that had to have been to go through that situation so it was definitely uh, I very much appreciated the backstory and the the yeah, flashbacks no, it, was, it was something else and I, I thought it helped add to the character. I mean, if we're going to try to go somewhere else, because it's getting to a point, like, where do we take these characters? I mean, they've already yeah. been outlaws how many times now? Where, where <laughs> right. do we take these characters? But, okay, so they bring in his brother, and his brother's working with uh, a billionaire. Otto. Otto. <laughs> we also have, um, what was Charlene's character's name? Cypher. Cypher, yeah. Cypher's kidnapped. They're using her. What, 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 what are they overall they trying to do? Some kind so, of golden eye stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, basically. So they are attempting to. There's a weapon called Ares, um, and what it is is it's a it's a spherical weapon that can override anything that runs on binary code. Anything that runs on ones and zeros. It can take it over, and it can send... A, it's essentially the Matrix. Yeah. 
So basically, in the wrong hands, you could control the universe, and there's not anything that Star anybody Wars. could do with you. I mean, well, I, I guess I was thinking not only the Matrix, I was thinking Skynet. I don't think I saw that. Yeah, Skynet, Terminator. Oh, I haven't seen Terminator in so long. Anyway, anyway, <laughs> so the they're trying to so Otto and them have located half of Mr. Nobody has half of this weapon. And so he sends the SOS to Dom and his team and tells them he needs to come and take this come and get this weapon. He didn't send the SOS to anybody else. Ramsey decodes some stuff. They go get the half of the the thing and then now they're looking for the other half, but then there's also a key that they're trying to find. So that's the general premise. Cypher got kidnapped. She was on the plane with Mr. Nobody because he had captured her. So she's on the plane. Well, Otto and... What was his brother's name? Uh, Jacob? Jacob, yeah. Jacob. So Otto and Jacob end up taking down Mr. Nobody's plane and capture Cypher. So they have her locked away in a looks like a airport hangar or something. Um, a little cell similar to Magneto's. Yeah. Classic cell. <laughs> and then they are trying to find the second half of the weapon and then they're trying to figure out the key. And nobody knows. The key is just vanished. Nobody knows where the key is. I fidget. No, I was pointing at you <laughs> for you to talk. Right. <clears throat> I don't know if you wanted me to keep going or... Well, yeah, no, that's a... Yeah, I you mean... what's the general premise? That's general... Well, <laughs> your general thoughts more is what I was going for. Did I say premise? General thoughts is more what I was going for. But yeah, that's the that's the general premise. But I mean, overall, overall I mean, we'll just kind of get in, into the nit and gritty stuff you didn't like. I mean, for me, I think some dislikes about this movie, I was not... There just isn't tension for these characters anymore, I feel like. Everything is so over the top that there's just no tension. Like, they're getting sprayed by bullets and nothing ever seems to hit them. I know they're wearing bulletproof vests, but nothing ever hits them in the head, the arms, or anything. And Well, they're lucky. They're lucky, they're, yeah. They're, they're invincible. Didn't you hear Roman? Yeah, I know. They're invincible. Whole... I love that bit, too. And I love that I love that Ramsey's sitting there like, you guys are insane. And Tej is going along with it. And then... All of a sudden, then Tej is like, and man, you are dumb. And then he throws his jacket back at, at Roman and tells Roman to get out of here. Like, Roman's crazy. Yeah, I, I agree with that to a point. I think that definitely there is, like you said, it's over the top. There's so many bullets. Like, when Roman is in the, um, when he tackles the guy into the, well, one, when he's running away, when they're getting the thing out of Mr. Nobody's plane, and then here comes the military. Mm-hmm. When he's running away, you mean to tell me that the military can't hit him? I mean, I know it's not our military, but I'm pretty sure that they're Still. pretty well trained. Like, they can't hit him. With automatics? Yeah. And then he tackles the one guy into the building and then picks up that guy's weapon and just shoots what 20 30 soldiers and it kills just takes them all out and then he just throws the gun down and walks away like 
Yeah. yeah come well, on. Come on it, now. It's, yeah, it's ridiculous stuff like that. Because I like, I like. That's one reason. As much as I like the Marvel films, the reason I'm getting a little worn out on them is just there's no stakes. You know they're never gonna die. Right. There's just no stakes. Yeah. Even when they kill them all off at the end of Infinity War, they bring them all back in Endgame. <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> for the biggest movie of all time. But yeah, it's just it's, there's just no stakes. I like to have some stakes. So when they bring back people that are presumed dead, it's like, come on, what are yeah. you doing? I mean, Letty, Letty was the only one that I was okay with coming back as far as presumed dead. But as much as I like the uh, Han character, leave him dead. Yeah. Well, and I think bringing back Han in this one... I think two things. One, it played a pivotal role in the storyline the way they have it written. Without Han, you couldn't have written the story the way it was. And I think two, they did a they did a good job of explaining how Han survived and how he you know, like Mr. Nobody is capable of anything in these in these series and so to to think that he had already had han on the payroll it makes a lot of sense with tokyo drift because he has like money is no no issue for him he doesn't care uh you'll see when you watch tokyo drift lucas black the guy that plays sean mm-hmm. um he destroys a beautiful car that Han has built by hand and Han doesn't care he's like whatever he's like a car is worth finding out if people have character if people the people around me are the people like the people that I want around me are people that are loyal to me I don't care about the car I don't care about the money but you like while you're watching that movie you're kind of thinking like how does he not care about money? Where does he get money from? You know, and so the and Tokyo Drift happened before you saw four and five, and so before you found out where he had money from. But the fact that he was already on Mister Nobody's payroll mm-hmm. and he was already working an inside job for him. That makes it, it. It just puts another puzzle piece into place where it's like, okay, that makes sense. And so, the fact that Mister Nobody had as much power as he did and made it look like Han died, I don't have any problem with that. I don't have any problem with them bringing him back. And yeah, I think it I was mean, pivotal to this. It's forgivable. This story. But I mean, if they had said. Um... God, I always forget her name. Gal Gadot's character. If they had brought her back from that falling off the plane and dying yeah. on the on the tarmac, like if they had brought her back from that, I would have been like, no, come yeah. on. Yeah, and that's that one's a little bit more, a little bit more far fetched, I think. But with the way they did this one, you see Han upside down in the car, and then as it blows up, and then. You see, they show a shot of the car, but he's not in it. And so, 
you see that he got like somebody pulled him out. So Mr. Nobody had somebody to pull him out of that car before it blew up. So I yeah, with well, with Giselle's point, character falling off the plane onto a tar like you're not gonna survive that. I don't know how high the plane was at that moment, but it's still pretty brutal fall. Yeah. Um well, and she sacrificed herself too for Han, and that just cheapens the sacrifice too if they just cheaply bring her back. So I'm glad they haven't done that with her character. Yeah. As much as I love Gal Gadot, I'm glad they didn't bring well, her back. And Mr. Nobody said, like, in one of the flashbacks of how they explain how Han got involved with Mr. Nobody. So Mr. Nobody says in this new one, he's, as he's sitting down talking to Han, he says that. Giselle was one of his best agents and the fact that she sacrificed herself for love proves that if she trusted you then I can trust you. Right. That that was a good moment there. And I so like that, that was I like how they connected so all, those I mean, two things. I'll, so I'll forgive them for bringing Han back, but I just I know I want more tension and when you know characters aren't going to die and they start bringing stuff back, there's just that lessens the tension. Yeah. And I want more of that cuz that, that's why I think this this movie falls pretty short from a lot of the other ones cuz I mean this is definitely in the lower tier of these Fast and Furious movies in my book. Um yeah, you had this over over the top stunts. I mean, that collapsing bridge and them driving. Oh, that was that was like more ridiculous. Than <laughs> some of the most ridiculous shit I've ever seen. Again, physics doesn't work that way. Well, and then you have the rope swinging too. After yeah. that, I was like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, I yeah. So there's there's a few. I mean, yeah, we'll get into. What's that? All right, we're gonna take a quick intermission. Be back in a flash. And we're back. So what are we talking about here? Collapsing bridges? Yeah, that part was pretty like, what the fuck? You, you tell me that <laughs> that heavy car is going to survive on that bridge, and, well, it's... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think a person would be able to, like, run up that bridge, let alone a 4,000-pound Jeep. Yeah. Like, it's not going to happen. But, but then you have Dom swinging from the yeah. ropes across. I mean... And well, after they crashed, too, is Letty? Is it just me? Or was Letty not wearing a seatbelt? No, she was not. And to be a okay, it's like yeah. give me a fucking not, break. No scratch, no nothing. Still sitting, sitting in the seat, perfectly fine. It's like bullshit. Yeah, that was. Yeah, there, there's some of the tough stuff. One of my favorite scenes. Though, I don't know why. This, I think it's because it reminded me of uh, Dark Knight a little bit here. The Chris Nolan film, Dark Knight Rises, was when. Dom was taking on several of uh, those henchmen by himself. Oh yeah, in when, the like, in the little cylinder room thing when yeah, they're running away, helping his friends escape, and he's taking on them several at the same time, just kicking their asses, throwing them over the edge, chains. It's just the whole environment. It, it kind of reminded me of a yeah. uh, Dark Knight Rises when Batman and Bane are first doing their first duel. Yeah. And yeah, that was kind of a fun moment there. So I, there's still some positive. I don't know, just the stunts though are crazy though. They just they just get too, a little too over the top. I mean, Mission Impossible does a ton of stunts, but they're still grounded in reality. Yeah. And which I think almost makes them for a, a funner, fr- more fun franchise in my well, book. Well, like the this one, they they uh, used a whole bunch of electromagnetic or electromagnets, really really strong electromagnets. And although a cool concept, 
the fact that like so the the Supra the orange Supra that they had that they backed up against the thing and turned the magnet on and then it sucks up the Supra and just keeps it up against the back of the other vehicle well how come all the other cars are when they turn their electromagnets on it's pulling everything from the sides but the Supra mysteriously just connects and it doesn't pull anything from the sides Right, and then the cars that—that that was another thing too. Even if the ba- the magnetic field was all the way around that one, like so they designed it that way, why aren't things coming in from the side yeah. still? You're, that's a totally. And then the the cars, the two cars that like Letty and Dom are driving, have the magnetic have the magnets, and then when they turn them on, it does things to the vehicles around them, but they're driving right next to each other, and it doesn't do anything to their vehicle. Yeah, like it, it was. It, that's, so that that kind of stuff. That I didn't sequence like. was good, but it was over the top. Obviously, obviously over the top, but it was just it was overplayed. There's too much with the magnets. I mean, there were some fun moments. I mean, one of my yeah. favorite one of my favorite moments was it cuts to a shot of like I don't know five twelve year olds all standing there on the sidewalk <laughs> yeah. staring at their phones. All of a sudden, all their phones go flying out of their hands. Like, hey, whoa, whoa, no, it's yeah. on Instagram. What are you doing? Yeah, that, <laughs> that was, was funny. <laughs> Uh, I didn't like also where the truck was the big they called it the beast was rolling down the hill and then Dom just mysterious or just magically can run along the truck and just stay upright because he's just running where the you know parallel to the ground and then he hops in the driver's seat and puts it in gear and manages to keep it from flying off the edge of the cliff like a lot of stuff involved in that truck was pretty crazy. I mean, again, go back to Batman. I mean, it's one thing when Nolan flips that semi truck over. What's crazy though is uh, we get that truck to flip, and yet it still for how many miles continues to just yeah. go down the road at how many <laughs> miles an hour? Right. It's going like forty miles an hour minimal. Just continues to slide and yeah, just keeps sliding and sliding and yeah. sliding. I'm like. Okay. I mean, this thing would have to be going like 500 miles an hour for that to happen. Right. And it just wasn't. And so as a firefighter, seeing semi-trucks crashed or driving fire trucks, I can tell you that that's not how physics works. (laughs) That's not how that works. If that truck flips over, that truck's going off the cliff. It ain't stopping. it, It doesn't matter what kind of truck you got. You got that much weight and that much momentum... It's not stopping because you put it in gear and you stepped on the gas. So things like that were a little ridiculous. I didn't I didn't care for that. I don't know. So this is one of the first films in a while, I think since number two, where Chris Morgan wasn't the writer. And I kind of think you can kind of feel his presence missing as far as his character development and stuff go. See, and I, I think that the character development on it, I think was good. I think it was good as far as Dom's story goes, but everybody else, I yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, they didn't really touch on anybody else's character. I liked what we got with Dom's character, but I'd like to go... Now that we're into the ninth film, I want to go deeper with these side characters. Yeah. We no longer have Brian around. He's retired. They brought Mia back, yeah, but I would still like to see us go deeper with these side characters, which maybe in the next one we will. It looks like the next one, based on the teaser we saw at the end, will be a Han story. Yeah. A Han revenge tale, which I'm all for. Yeah. 
I think that'll be pretty cool. I'm, I'm curious to see where they go next. Uh, I'm trying to think of some other stuff I have in notes here. On my list of dislikes, Charlie Theron's haircut. Did not like that one bit. Oh, terrible. Michelle Rodriguez's haircut, too. Yeah, did not like that. Yeah, did didn't, didn't care for either didn't one of those. Did that for me. Uh, what the fuck is Cardi B doing in this film? <laughs> God, when that mask came off and I saw her face, I was like, you gotta be shit, me. I am not a Cardi B fan in any way, shape, or form. I, I don't like anything about her. Uh, I, I, th- I think I looked at you and said something like, what the hell is she, what the hell yeah. is she in this film for? Are you kidding yeah. me? Uh, I... When I saw that, like I laughed at Jordan because of his response, but I didn't have a problem with her being in it. It was a very small part. It was just kind of whatever. I, so I didn't really have a problem with it, but it, it was pretty funny that you're like, what in the hell is this bullshit? <laughs> Thank God it was just that one little smidget, like 30 yeah. second scene and done. <laughs> if it was any more than that, if she had any kind oh, of substantial God. part, I would have had a problem with it oh, as man. well. Oh. God, I might have got. I might have walked out. <laughs> like I'll see you guys in the parking lot in the hundred plus degree parking lot. <laughs> oh God, thank you. That. Uh, enough of that. Uh, I did. Uh, as far as bringing people back, I did appreciate all the people that they brought back. I love that uh, they brought back Bow Wow and Lucas Black, and then the other guy. I don't know what his name is, but the three people, the three three of the main people from Tokyo Drift. And they were the ones testing the the rocket car, the Pontiac Fiero. Yeah, so I guess let's talk um, let's talk about that moment. So they teased it before, but we finally went to space with this franchise. Yeah, I, I, and again, I hadn't seen any of that teasers or that trailers. Well, I, I just mean like actors, things of conversations yeah. over the years. Um, like hey, hey, before we know it, we'll be in space. I don't know. So I think that. The way that once they were in space, I think the the dialogue between Roman and Tej was good. Uh, I think the way that they took the satellite out was great. I think all of that was the everything about that part of it was good. But going back to the over the top, you're not getting a Pontiac Fiero into space. <laughs> like they they still had the the regular windows. <laughs> You're not getting regular windows through the atmosphere. No. That car would have melted and crumpled into... Uh, they would have been Cabin barbecued freaking marshmallows at that point. Like, they... There's there's no way. There there just isn't any way. Um, and so that, that was another one of those over-the-top ridiculous... Like they could have at least still, put some other. Still kind of a fun moment. I will, I'll give it credit for I that. I loved. I loved the moment once they were in space. Just the fact that they got a Pontiac Fiero to space. Yeah. However, I think I saw something earlier today that uh, the physics and the realistness of this measured is still a little bit below Armageddon. So it's still not the most ridiculous over the top movie. Huh. <laughs> Armageddon still takes the cake. Interesting. What part of well, all of it. <laughs> I mean, they're drilling on an asteroid and they're driving around on an asteroid. Like I get that part, but like not at least when they went to space, they were in a spaceship. Right. Like, I don't know. There's still a lot of <laughs> things wrong. Anyway, it's been too long since I've seen that. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, but yeah, that was okay. just something I saw earlier today. I'm like, oh, that's pretty funny. That is funny. 
Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess to wrap, start wrapping it up here. I mean, this this movie had moments for sure. Um, I liked seeing uh, Mia back. I liked seeing her character come back. Obviously, we'll never get Brian. They kind of gave a little tease of Brian pulling up to the family barbecue at the end, mm-hmm. and with, with the skyline again, skyline touching moment. But it's still, I don't know. I'm just kind of curious where they're gonna take things. I guess the next one could be a revenge story. Yeah, I mean, obviously, uh, you know, Han's got some unfinished business. Um, the the daughter, or not the daughter, but the adopted daughter of sorts that he said. Oh, yeah, we didn't talk about her at all. What did yeah. you think of her character? I liked it. I, I liked her um, character, too. At, at first, I thought it was like a 18-year-old he was dating. I yeah. But then we heard well, the backstory. I thought, I thought it was going to be, so, like... Him and Giselle had a had a kid somehow that nobody knew about. As a somehow, I can like um, tell you how that works. Well, I mean, I know how that works, <laughs> but <laughs> somehow that nobody knew about. Um, I think that one other thing that I didn't like was she was the key, and it was her DNA that was the key to the weapon. Mm-hmm. All they did was put it in her damn hands. That's all you gotta do is put it in her hands. Fingerprint reading, basically. <laughs> yeah, but there's no like surface on it. I mean, I guess the surface of the thing, but like, yeah, I, they, I want it. I want like to... slit her wrist and right. dump some blood in there. Right, like, come right. on, do something. Make it. Do something drastic. Yeah, like, exactly. You know, like, oh, she's just gotta touch it. Like, here, just touch it, and we'll be fine. You know, not the first time I said that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so. But I liked her character. I liked the... Again, it's, it's it goes back to the family. It goes back to the loyalty. Um, I guess it's nice to get some new characters because if they continue this franchise, yeah, we just we need some change. Yeah. Because I, I do think with 8 and 9, they've kind of hit a little bit of a speed bump. Yeah. I, I definitely think it took a little bit dip with 8 and took an even bigger dip with 9. Because I think if I'm honest, 9 has probably been my least favorite of them all. It's somewhere I don't around think there. I've, I don't think I've seen it in... Uh, I can't I can't put throw out a favorite because right. I haven't seen that one enough. Well, I guess I'm going, so I'm going from the point of view of somebody that's seen them all once. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess I've technically seen the first one twice now. Anyway, but yeah, I would definitely say one, five, six, seven are in the top four. I'm not including Tokyo Drift in this, and so yeah, I would definitely say nine is down in the bottom. It might be the least favorite. Not to say it's like a terrible movie, but I think it might be my least favorite of this franchise. There's definitely some. Uh, they they the writers really for the next one really just got to really really decide where they want to take the story and really focus on a better story in my book. Yeah. Obviously, we have Cipher still around. We saw that ending teaser with the. Uh, I'm trying to find his name. With Han and. Uh, uh, was it Deckard? Was it De- Shaw? Yeah, was it Jason Statham? Yeah, yeah. That, so that Deckard Shaw. So yeah, we saw we saw that teaser there, which yeah, yeah. that hints at some good stuff that could potentially come. I was also kind of frustrated or kind of irritated that they didn't. You know that Mister Nobody's gonna come back. Yeah, and like, I which real quick I gotta say I I like Kurt Russell in this series. Oh, I love Kurt Russell. He's one of my favorites. I wish that there was some movie out there where Kurt Russell was like Mr. Nobody type character and he was hunting down the bad guy played by Christopher Walken. 
I feel like that would be phenomenal. Those two together would be amazing. I was going to say, I loved him as a bounty hunter in The Hateful Eight. I still haven't seen that. Oh, God, you got to see that. He's so great in that movie. I, but yeah, I'm a big Kurt Russell fan. I like Kurt Russell. I like his acting. I like. It, his I didn't know he ever entered this series. So to see him, uh, was it the sixth or seventh one he comes in? Six, I think. It was a cool surprise for me because I had no idea he was in this franchise. Yeah. So that was, that was pretty awesome to see him come in. But yeah, I agree with the with the series going forward. They're gonna have to expand on some other characters. Like it was good to get the expansion on Dom. And, and get the explanation of where he came from and, and kind of his turmoil that he was in early in life. But, yeah, they're going to have to expand on, you know, how did, like, I would love, how did Letty get involved? How did, you know, how, how did all these, like, where, where was Ramsey before all of this? Like, you know, these kind of things. Uh, so, Ramsey backstory would be kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry, I don't care about Letty as much, but a, a Ramsey backstory would be kind of cool. Where we picked, what, what was she doing before we picked her up? Well, and maybe, and maybe Letty would just be, it would just be, you know, similar to Dom's. Like from from all, from the first one, from what you gather with Letty, uh, she was just she lived in the neighborhood and she was friends with Mia, and then when she got old enough to get Dom's attention then she started becoming a car person so it was yeah so you might be right with that with Letty it might not there might not be a whole lot of a of a story there um, but yeah Ramsey would be good um, good character to, just but just there where they are in the present time too I'd like to expand more on all their lives just yeah. a little bit more but yeah we'll, we'll see what happens um, what was I gonna say oh, we didn't talk about uh Dom's son, you know, he's a few years old in this movie. That was kind of a fun... Yeah. I like that beginning, opening scene yeah. with them on a remote farm out in the country. I love that they call him Little Brian. Little Brian, yeah. <laughs> That's great. Great line. Well, there's... Yeah, that was just... I don't know. I just like seeing them out there. Yeah. That was fun. I do like the line. What did she say? Like, the water here is broken again? Yeah. She's <laughs> like, the price we pay for peace and quiet. Yeah. I thought that was great. Uh, and moving out to the country, let me just tell you, that's not a lie. <laughs> the day before I came down here, so Saturday, uh, I spent 11 hours attempting to repair and replace the pressure tank for our well system. Wow. So. <laughs> the pressure tank for peace and quiet. Yes, but it is worth it. I'm on board. Hell yeah. Well, um, I did like that part at the end, too, because the... Uh, the house in Los Angeles got blown up, and it yeah. was cool seeing that rebuilt or yeah. getting rebuilt in the process of being so, rebuilt. Yeah, so there's some touching moments. I don't, overall, I don't think this movie sucked, but it definitely was a lower on the tier for me as far as these movies go. It was the most over the top out of all of them, in my opinion. I agree with that. And the story could have been a little better, but we'll see what happens in the future. So, what do you think about this for number ten? Fast ten, your seatbelts. <laughs> uh, I think you should be kicked in the balls for that. That's what I think. <laughs> hey, that's a great title. Fast 10, your seatbelts, because the ride's uh, just going to get better. Uh, that's good. I like it. Ride ain't over like yet. It. Well, I think a 10 one is in development right now. I've heard rumors that they're going to film 10 and 11 at the same time. 
That'd be good. I think we need to bring back Chris Morgan as the writer. Um, and I don't know. Do you think Justin Lin's a good director? He did what he direct. He directed three, four, five, and six, and nine. I think so. I think. I mean, I can't think of his name right now, but I think the the uh, Fallout director would be my pick for the next one. The uh, Mission Impossible. He's the guy that he did Rogue Nation and Fallout. I think we kind of need him. So I don't grounded realistic stunts. My I would I would like more of that. And maybe a little more go back to a little bit of street racing, but are we done with that world or I a, I would love to see it come full circle. Cuz I mean we're always going to have cars in these movies obviously. Yeah. So I don't know if the next one, but I would love to see down the road a little ways. And like I said, they can make 50 of these and I'll keep going to see it. Well, I'm not saying but, give, it, give it a break. Do some, Focus on some good writing. Maybe get Dom's kid up in age a little bit. That's where I was headed with it. Dom's kid, Brian's kid, and then I would like... I, I, I love what they've done with Brian's character as far as, you know, like we talked about. But when his character was originally... Or when he originally passed away... My thought was, the next one, the next movie, you fast forward 15 years, and you've got Dom's kid, or after eight, I guess it was, you fast forward 15 years, you've got Dom's kid, and you've got Brian's kid, and now, they're on a, speak of your revenge tour, we got the they're Creed, on... Wait, we got the Creed franchise of yeah. Fast and Furious. So they're on a revenge mission... To go find the person that killed Brian. So somebody killed Brian. Brian's dead now. And now Jack and little Brian Which, are going to team up. Do you think they'll bring Mia back? It's, it's For me, it's really weird to bring Mia back and not Brian. I found that a little strange. I, uh, like, I enjoyed I, her plenty. I didn't find it strange because I thought they did a good job of explaining where Brian was. Because they said that Brian was watching the kids. So I like that... Retired, watching the kids. Yeah. She came back because she heard about her other brother. Right. So, I mean, it makes sense why she brought her back, but I guess if we, I guess what I'm going for is if we continue to see Mia and O'Brien, that's going to start feeling a little yeah. weird. It depends on how they do it, but it definitely could have that weird vibe to it. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. But overall, pretty satisfied. I mean, I don't know. if, But still, if I had to grade this out, this movie was a little bit of a mess for me. And definitely over the top stuff, as much as the, some of the other ones are. I still think overall, I give this a solid C. <laughs> See, and I I would go a solid B. I go like an 84, 85%. Uh, like you said, there was definitely some things that were over the top, but I think that there's been things in the last few that have been way over the top. My whole thing is movies like 8 and 9 can be forgiven if. 10, 11, and so on are better. Right. It's kind of like, you know, when Mission Impossible had a great first one, took a dip with the second one. Everyone agrees, even though it's one of my guilty pleasure movies. I love <laughs> MI2. Uh, everyone can fuck off. I love that movie. <laughs> but MI3 brings it back, and then they that franchise just gets continuously better. I mean, Fallout was one of my favorite movies in the last 10 years. Mm. I loved that movie. So, there's hope for making it continue on and become better. I think three was the last one of those that I saw, and oh, yes. I didn't even see all of that one because I was newly dating a girl, and when we went to see it, 
And so things happened in the theater that was causing me not to pay attention to the movie. I've been there. So. We've all been there. <laughs> and then I never watched it after that. Well, you gotta watch that franchise. It's a good franchise. I do like the franchise. I like the first ones. It's good stuff. Uh, well, yeah, let's wrap it up here. That is our conclusion to Fast 9. And yeah, I guess yeah, that just ends Fast and Furious talk all together. Alright, well you can find us online at movies underscore brews. Thanks everyone for uh, all the downloads. If you like the show, share it with others. And leave us a, if you're on Apple, or I guess iTunes, leave us a five-star review. And just because. Helps the show grow. And we'll talk to you next time on Movies and Brews. Cheers! Cheers.